0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Welcome to Office with the Picks on this Friday, October 21st. I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes taking your... <laughs> Uh, just a little uh, inside joke. Uh, for the next 60 minutes taking your phone calls 844 843 6879 again that's toll free 844 844- 843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at OppositePicks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact skydive icon and fire away. Well, Astros are soaring. The Cardinals are flying. Will the Phillies be filling the win column tonight? McCaffrey goes home. NFL trends. College football trends. deal in Toronto. Lakers lose again. Uh, and somebody hook up Brady with Zion Williamson. We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and of course, opposite picks all coming up on the fastest 60 minutes in Sports Grid Radio history. Ah, yes, a little uh, Alex Bregman three-run homer for the Stros who beat the Stankies last night 3-2. TBS there with the call as uh, the Houston Astros take a, a commanding 2-0 series lead as uh, they have uh, two more to go before they reach the World Series. Ah, then the Stankies Yankees are crying afterwards about the roof being open. It's a beautiful thing. We got a little Thursday night football last night. How about that? Scoring. Uh, almost to the point where it was just, like, too crazy. Uh, 40, it was a 42-34. Uh, Arizona ends up winning it, the game that would never end. And, and uh, you know, all the world's needed was to recover the onside's kick, and they would have maybe have scored and tied the game and had it gone to overtime. I tell you what, if that game, if that would have happened, and that game went to overtime. I, I think Michaels and Herb Street both would have left the booth. Um, they both, you know, and I catch the last quarter basically. My show at night ends at ten o'clock, and I can usually watch the end of the third quarter, fourth quarter on. They both sound tired and, and more importantly, bored. Uh, you know, this was supposed to be the marquee, you know, combination—the uh, great Kirk Herb Street, you know, Mister Know It All himself. He invented college football, and now Michaels, who's great legitimately. But, you know, the the games that I've watched, again, late in the contest, and these have been snoozers, I understand that, but... You know what? That's your responsibility. That's why they're paying you $15, $20 million, whatever these clowns are getting, to do a game. I mean, it's up to you to make it entertaining because the fan at home, yeah, they're bored and tired too. They want to go to bed. They got to get up in eight hours, seven hours to go to work the next day. It's up to you guys to make it entertaining. Come up with something. They both sound tired. They both were like, it was just like, you know, get this game over. with. I got nothing else to say. Man, you shouldn't be doing the games then, honestly. I mean, I hate to be kicking people out of the broadcast booth but because uh, you never like that to happen to you. But, man, after both of them, just boring, tired, who cares, whatever's going on. They can't come up with a conversation pertaining to the NFL Then they're in the wrong business, Then it's time to hang it up. So, anyway, Arizona wins 42-34 as uh, they salvage their season. Saints now drop to 2-5. and five. Not impossible for them to make the postseason considering, you know, the leader in the division is 3-3, three and three, but uh, you fall to 2-5. and five, Things really have to turn around. I don't know if we get Winston next week or not. He was there. Um, looked like he was ready to play, but for whatever reason, they went to Andy Dalton. You watch the game, you know, back-to-back pick sixes, late second quarter was basically the ball game. Uh, New Orleans was tied at 14, and actually they were leading 14-6, and uh, Arizona, you know, tied it on a touchdown two-point conversion. New Orleans gets the football back with just over two-and-a-half or so minutes left, and uh, perfect pass really just uh, deflected off the hands of a uh, Saints-wide receiver. Went into the arms of a uh, Arizona defensive back, touchdown, um, next possession, still a minute and a half left, still time for uh, New Orleans to go down the field. Same thing, except this time the pass was just brutal. I don't know who Dalton was throwing to, but it wasn't even close. I mean, there legitimately wasn't a receiver within 15 yards. Another pick six, back-to-back pick sixes, and all of a sudden Arizona goes into the locker room. Uh, leading by two scores, and for all intents and purposes, that was your ball game. Really, the biggest news outside of the trade, which we'll get to here in a second, was, you know, good old Kyler Murray living up to his antics once again, you know, getting in the face of his head coach. You know, I don't know whose fault it is, and it may be legitimately that Cliff Kingsbury is a bozo, because he really is presenting himself that way. You know, Murray was upset if he didn't watch it because the play wasn't coming in on time. And you know what? I, I get that. If you're a quarterback and you're down in the red zone, they're at the five-yard line, wherever they were, six-yard line, and, and you're waiting for the play to come in, and then you don't have time to get to the line of scrimmage and call a play. They had to call a timeout. I can see that can be very frustrating. I I, I could. Well, that You know, that also comes from the head coach calling the plays. You would think it would be that much easier, but it's not. So they call a timeout, and uh, Murray goes to the sidelines, and he's he's throwing F-bombs at, at the Clingsbury. And – He's just you know, no reaction from from Cliff. I, I mean, I, I guess that's the smart thing to do if you look at the bigger picture. But me personally, as the head coach of the football team, I got my quarterback who's never won a big game in his life yelling and screaming f bombs on national TV in my face. You know what? There's the bench. I, I, I'll lose with dignity than win with the uh, with you. you know, maybe I'd put him in second half or you know next possession. But I would sit his ass down. Boy, you really. You let a subordinate, in essence, walk all over you like that? No respect for Kingsbury whatsoever. None whatsoever. All right, we'll talk about the McCaffrey trade, the ball game, everything else all coming up. Ops
0: of Picks, Sports Grid Radio.
1: Unbelievable. Embarrassing. Embarrassing for Kingsbury. I, I mean, holy fudge. You know, have some self-respect. I understand this guy is your meal ticket. I understand he just got a big fat contract extension. Uh, but so did Kingsbury in the offseason. So did the uh, general manager. I mean, stand up for yourself for goodness sakes. I mean, people are laughing at you. It's bad enough the team sucks. Listen, if the team is five and zero, then you know what? All right, I don't to have to swallow my pride because this guy's terrific, you know. But it's not. It's it, you know they're on the verge of uh, being eliminated here, even in the uh, uh, NFC West, uh, which is not exactly as great as people thought it would be. Still, you, you got to stand up for yourself. You just have to. And then that said, you know, I, I kind of side with Murray a little bit. I wouldn't have taken it as far as he did, but get the game Get 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 the damn play in. Come on, give me a play. I'm sitting here waiting, I'm waiting. You know, I mean, I don't understand why it takes so long. You know, they got these huge charts, and so they don't know they got 5000 different colors and circles and squares. First down's different down. What the hell do they have on there? Just call a play. It shouldn't be that difficult. It really should. Then half the time they get to the line of scrimmage with about seven seconds left, which should be plenty of time to go hut one, hut two, hut three, right? But instead, we got 5,000 guys in motion. We got checks. We got this. We got that. And before you know it, the play clock has expired. Yeah, football that they made this thing so complicated so complicated it is amazing it, it, it really is so but Arizona wins uh, 42-34 we got the show with the uh, Christian McCaffrey trade how about that i am shocked i really am and once again none of these bozo insiders had any recollection of them getting so little and they got when you talk about it, they got nothing nothing they, forget about two number one draft choices like people were thinking they were asking for, and no doubt they probably were. They couldn't even get one first-round pick. They got semi-meaningless second, third, fourth-round picks in a fifth rounder two years from now. Who, they got nothing. San Francisco with McCaffrey, healthy, which, you know, that's why they're trading for him. They think he's going to be healthy. You know, you're talking about a playoff team now, right? So that second round pick, that's not going to be a top 10 second round pick. That's going to be, in essence, almost a third round pick. That's going to come late in the second round. The third rounder is going to come late in the third round. The fourth rounder is going to be late in the fourth round. So it's almost like they're getting a pick that's really in the next round. Thirty-two teams, that second round pick, eh, it's probably gonna be around fifty-five to sixty. Same thing in the third and fourth round. For for Christian McCaffrey, I understand it. He's an accident, he's an injury, waiting to happen. I get that. You couldn't even get one first round pick for this dude. You already paid him his salary for this year. You don't think Christian McCaffrey even next year is better to have on your team? than a late second late third late fourth round pick wow i you know listen unless this guy's a jerk behind the scenes and we've never heard any of those stories why would you do it he's more valuable on your team than what he's worth on the open market clearly clearly and if you're the rams who as much as i was rooting against you know matthew stafford and, and boy wonder I always said I respected the organization because they went out and they did things in order to win. Whether it's, uh, you know, a Dominican Sioux, whether it's uh, signing Aaron Donald, whether it's go-getting OBJ. You know, they were sacrificing draft choices and salary cap and everything else uh, to do what was necessary to win now. Not, not a Green Bay, we're going to stay mediocre for the next 10 years and not really go get anybody, but they actually went the extra mile to win a Super Bowl. So you're telling me the LA Rams wouldn't offer a first round pick for Christian McCaffrey? Really? Wow. And I know, he's always hurt, I get that, but he's locked in, you know, he's not gonna be a free agent next year, he's got two or three more years left on his contract, uh, his salary is already paid for this year, and you, you roll the dice, and again, if you're the Rams, your first round pick ideally is going to be in the 20s. It's not going to be a top 10, right? So it's not you you're not giving them a, a you know top 5, top 10 or even top 15 pick for for that my probably not even top 20. 24, 23rd, 25th or later overall choice in the draft is not worth Christian McCaffrey. And I got to believe if I'm Carolina, I could have the Rams number 1 pick or the Niners' second, third, fourth, and fifth, I'd take the Rams' number one pick, right? I mean, are you supposed to get the best player in the draft, and that's going to be with the first-round pick, uh, albeit late in the first round versus, uh, you know, the junk that they got. I I, I can't believe Carolina wouldn't just say, ah, you know what, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. We thought he'd be worth more in the open market clearly no one wants to give us a first rounder where you know he's not holding out he's not threatening us uh, uh there's no real reason to get rid of him otherwise we you know other than we just want to break it all down but you know we still have baker mayfield you know we you know we're in a division in which three and three is in first place so we're really not that far behind the eight ball we're in a conference in which three and three at this point would get you into the postseason so again If the issue was the head coach, which is why we fired him, we still have the same players. We still think we could win with this group, so why not keep Christian McCaffrey, right? I mean, especially when you're not getting even a number one pick. I mean, when this guy is healthy, again, when... But if you utilize him the right way, he's one of the best dual threats in the NFL, right? He can catch the football. He can run the football. He's only 26. He theoretically should have a solid two, three more years up in his prime left. Uh, I'm I'm surprised with the Rams. I'm surprised with some of these other teams uh, because I'm guessing a first-rounder would have taken it and would have gotten the job done. But San Francisco, I tell you what, you know, if they win a Super Bowl, yeah. then what do you do with Jimmy G? You let Jimmy G walk, then that brings up that equation again, right? You know. But kudos to the 49ers for doing, uh, you know, and not even giving up uh, a number one pick for this guy. When this guy's running for touchdowns left and right in the postseason, and all you you got to think, like, wow, all we had to do was give up a first-round pick. All we had to do was probably give up a better second-round pick, you know, or a better third-rounder or a future first-rounder unbelievable. Anybody see Tom Brady lately? Uh, there were some guys speculating as we all have done that, you know what, this guy's ready for, to retire. We've talked about it many times here on the show. He just doesn't look dedicated, this, that, what have you. So he was asked that at the press conference yesterday. I mean, any thought about actually maybe retiring again, mid season, not waiting until the end with the pending divorce, supposedly, and all the stuff that's going on. And, uh, you know, he said, no, 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 definitely not. He, he, he kind of laughed it off, but you know okay you you never know though right but more importantly did you see him wow you talk about emancipated I mean his face was crashing in it looks like he hasn't had something to eat in weeks man Tom on your way home stop at Burger King will you call up Zion Williamson get some Twinkies will you eat something will you you know these avocado salads and shakes may be fine but it's killing you brother He looked as sick as sick can be, for goodness sakes. His cheeks were all, you know, crashed into his face. It was his skin and bones. Man, he looked as sick as sick can be. I don't know if it's because of the wife situation or that's just his diet, uh, but he did not look good. And I can't be the only one that's thinking that. I'm watching him at the press conference, and I'm saying, man, This guy looks like he's ready for his deathbed. Good grief. All phone calls, opposite picks, NFL trends, college football trends, all coming up in the next 40 minutes right here at Sports Grid Radio.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: All right, there you go. Welcome back. It is Ops of Picks on this uh, fabulous Football Friday, as the saying goes. How many many times has that expression been used over the years on the radio, right? 844-843-6879. Again, toll-free, 844-843-6879. That was Tom Brady talking about, uh, you know, rumors of uh, retirement. Not really rumors, but just speculation, as everybody will be doing uh, since it's basically been you know, uh, speculated from the start of the season that somewhere along the line he was going to step away. Prime video there uh, with the call and an interception return <clears throat> as well. Uh, so the uh, Arizona Cardinals win, and we uh, still have uh, one Tom Brady uh, playing football. But again, man, not looking good. I-, I will say, not looking good at all. All right, uh, you know what was looking good? Our, uh, our plays yesterday. What else is new? First up, our pyramid plays. was asked uh, on Twitter, you know, what are the pyramid plays? Again, we got to explain this every once in a while, which is fine. Uh, We take the best games in those particular sports and give you the best play. Because not everybody plays hockey. Not everybody plays, uh, plays college football. Not everybody plays baseball. So we take the best play in that particular sport. And we build a pyramid, basically. So, NFL, obviously, yesterday, just the one game. We gave out Arizona as our best bet. Winner, cha-ching, cha-ching. College football, we had, what, two games? We did get out Georgia Tech. They actually lost. I can't believe that. You know, that's a great example of going from a hunter to a huntee. They laid three at home against Virginia, a team that stinks. They should have won. They didn't. So that was a loser. Best baseball play. We only had the one game. Gave out the Astros. Winner. Uh, Strikeouts. Both guys actually hit their strikeouts. We said Valdez was the better of the two. Winner. NBA gave out the Clips last night, laying five and a half. They won by six. LeBron stunk out the joint. Westbrook was atrocious. uh, Winner. Did give out Carolina pick 'em against Edmonton. That was a loser. They lost six to four late last night. And then uh, best shots on goal guy uh, Trocheck for the uh, Rangers at two and a half. That was a winner. So we went one, two, three, four, five, five and two. Not bad. Five and two with our pyramid plays. We will take that every single day. Our strikeouts: <clears throat> Luis Severino over four and a half, winner. Framber Valdez over five and a half, winner. Our ten dollar parlay Severino, we bumped them up to six. Valdez up to seven. It only paid sixty eight dollars, but you know what? Winner winner! How about that? Shots on goal. Uh, We split. We won with Trocek, and we only got two out of Malkin, so we uh, we had one and one there. But overall, not bad. Uh, NBA, we're now one and zero. That was our first official NBA pick. Hockey, three and one. Shots on goal, six and one. Uh, baseball 52 and 42 Uh, strikeouts 168 and 114 Uh, we did give out the one main strikeout guy and that was the winner so we're now uh, if you're playing only 143 and 19 good for 2070 bucks our 10 dollar parlay which again hit we're now 5 and 28 good for 288 dollars our nfl free picks here on the on the uh, radio show seven and one how about that and in college football we're three and three all right, enough of what we did. What are we going to do tonight? College football. I have a couple of games. Not really in love with either one, but I'll go with over 53.5 Tulsa at Temple. Tulsa could put 54 up on, on Temple all by themselves. So whatever we get out of the aisles is a bonus. Baseball, gonna go with under seven and a half San Diego at Philadelphia. I know the bats came alive last game. It's Rangers Suarez, Joe Musgrove, but you know what? Suarez has actually pitched fairly well this last month. So uh, I, I think we're going to go back to being a 3-2 type of game. Both bullpens, obviously, in full play after being off yesterday. That's also a key. Best strikeouts out of the two, we're going to go to Rangers Suarez, over three and a half. I'll explain in a minute. Best NBA play. Don't laugh. We got a full slate of games today, but you know where I'm going? Indiana minus two and a half at home against San Antonio, which is funny because when they played two nights ago, I said, you know what, these two could be the worst two teams in the NBA, San Antonio in the West, Indiana in the East, having no idea that they were going to play each other the very next game, which is amazing to me because I was planning on going against both, right? But I will put a couple shekels on Indiana. They at least gave Washington a bit of a game. San Antonio got crushed by nearly 30 at home against Charlotte. Nobody tanks better than Popovich. This team won't win 10 games all year. Anytime, I don't care who they're playing. I don't care if they're scheduling Topeka high. If I can get a team basically a pick'em at home especially against San Antonio, I'm all over it. Hockey, limited schedule, only three games. We're going to go with the Red Wings pick'em at Chicago. And our best shot on goal guy, Colorado's Kale McCarr, two and a half. Little juice, minus 170, but uh, we're going to do it just the same. All right, strikeouts. Back to that. Joe Musgrove, we got a pull over side of the road bet coming up here. Maybe. Musgrove for San Diego, he's five and a half. He's had uh, eight and eight strikeouts uh, as far as the last 16 starts. He's had six strikeouts, eight times, under six, eight times. So he's a 500 proposition. And the one time he faced Philadelphia in June, he only had one. So, uh, you know, Philly bats playing fairly well. I think I'm going to lay off that. I mean, we've had a, a, some luck here with, with these things. We've made some money. We're not going to throw it away. It's, it's really not a, you know, it's a 50-50 proposition. With the bullpens being in full play, I think I'm going to take a pass on that one. Rangers Suarez. Ah, This is our interesting line of the night. His line is 3.5. It is juiced a little bit to minus 156. So that, that's it's heavy juice, actually. The number is 4, right? He needs 4 strikeouts for you to be a winner. In his last 16 starts... Guess how many times Rangers Suarez has had at least four strikeouts. 10? Nope. 11? Nope. 12 and 4? Nope. 13 and 3? Nope. 14 and 2? Nope. 15 and 1? His last 16 starts, he has had four strikeouts or more 15 of the 16 times. All in, put the mortgage on it, right, Scott? I mean, what are you going to do? you be absolutely right. However, and there's always a, whoever, a however, however, in, in gambling. The one game he faced San Diego way back in June before he started this 15 and one streak. He only had three. There's always something. There's always, 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 always something that stands out on why you say, oh, maybe not. But that said, and that's that one something. um, 15 and one with the number they are giving you. It's kind of hard not to play the over. I get it. It's a playoff game. But, you know, the last playoff game, uh, he did well. So... You know what? You got to do it. Yeah, I mean, you just 15 to 1, you have to do it. Our $10 uh, parlay, we're going to go with Suarez at 6 plus 350, and then Musgrove at 7 plus 162. I'm not going to play Musgrove over 5.5. It's just not worth it, but we got to put him in a parlay. It's the only game in town. So Suarez getting 6 at plus 350, Musgrove 7 plus 162. That $10 parlay will pay 100 bucks. Yeah, we hit the one last night so uh you never know shots on goal we have uh three games not in love with any of these but we're gonna play them just the same i do like kale mccarr uh he's had 10 shots on goal in four games he, he was a three shot on goal guy last year his little slow start this season due for a monster game he they're at home they take on seattle which which stinks so, I'm pretty confident he'll get three. That's why he's our best play, even though you have to lay minus 170. Chicago takes on Detroit. Uh, we're going to go with Jonathan Taze for the Blackhawks. He's at one and a half minus 175. Again, heavily juiced. You may want to put these guys in parlays. Um, you know, he, he's not a big, big stri- or a, uh, shots on goal guy. He's one of their main guys. He's really good. He's got two goals already in three games. I think with the lack of offense on this team, he's being asked to pick up the slack just a little bit more. So I wish it wasn't that much juice, but I'll, I'll, you know, only needing two. Heck, you could go into the third period with him have none, and, and you're still in it. So absolutely, we'll go him over one and a half. Dylan Larkin, same game for the Red Wings. He's at two and a half. Uh, he's been getting three a game, four a game. It's minus 170. Don't like that, but... You know, they're, they're getting a little wiser with their shots on goal props. They really are. They're, they're making it real, you know, instead of making it three and a half, which you you don't want to play over that, they're giving you two and a half, but it's, you know, minus 170, where it really should be like minus 130 or so. And then last one, uh, Florida, Tampa Bay, Sam Reinhart, two and a half. He's been getting three early on this season. You know, we played him quite a bit last year as well because he's a three-shot-on-goal guy. So we'll, we'll go with uh, Reinhardt, two and a half. So four guys, McCarr, two and a half, Colorado. Larkin, two and a half, Detroit. Taze one and a half. And then uh, Reinhardt, two and a half for uh, Florida. And uh, we are all set with our shots on goal. We got our strikeouts. We got our pyramid plays. Uh, we got opposite picks coming up next. We got NFL trends. We got college football trends. And then we have our uh, open parlays we need to get to. So a lot still on the board. Office of Pick Sports Grid Radio Series XM 159.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, yes,
1: LLs know what that music means. Time to take out those patent pencils, get set for the fastest, and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, systems, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. Ah, we are proving that this week for sure. Nice little 5 and two last night so we've had a monster week going opposite uh, that has brought our deficit down to for the first time under three thousand in a long while we picked up a three and a buck so we're now at uh negative two thousand uh, dollars not too bad since uh, that's the beginning of the year all right we got a seven pack all college football big weekend on saturday tomorrow here we go we're going to start with cincinnati lane three and a half at smu Perhaps the boys in Vegas don't realize this Cincinnati team is 5-1 after reaching college football's Final Four last year. Perhaps they don't realize SMU is only 3-3 three and three and hasn't won a big game in decades. Their three wins this season have come against the likes of Lamar, Navy, and North Texas. Good grief. Bearcats are the class of the AAC. They're going to crush, crush SMU. Love Cincinnati here laying only three and a half. Uh, give me SMU plus the three and a half. Pick number two, Army laying six and a half versus Louisiana Monroe. A simple play here, folks. Army loves to run the football. Heck, they've had games where they've only thrown the ball once or twice the entire game. Louisiana Monroe, meanwhile, is one of the worst teams in college football and stopping the run. <laughs> seems like a no-brainer to me, right? Army's the home team. Louisiana Monroe, a bad team in general, just two and five. They were drilled 37-7 by the same Army team a couple of years ago. They've lost 18 straight road games. Sunbelt teams are an awful money-burning bookie calling you two and twelve straight up four and ten against the spread when playing military teams on the road. Love Army here. Uh, Give me Louisiana Monroe plus the six and a half. Pick number three, UNLV plus 27 at Notre Dame. Not exactly sure what Notre Dame team the boys in Vegas are watching to make them a near four touchdown favorite over four and three UNLV. Rebels love these spots. Get a load of this. Thirteen and one against the spread as road non-conference underdogs. They're also six and two against the spread as seventeen-point underdogs or higher. Irish failed to cover a game at home this year so far. No reason to think they're going to win this one by twenty-eight. Love you, LB here. Uh, give me Notre Dame laying to twenty-seven. Uh, Mississippi uh, plus two and a half at LSU. I like this LSU team, I'm impressed. They did not look good opening day, losing to mediocre Florida State, but they turned things around. But Ole Miss though is a major step up in class. They're undefeated, 7-0. They're thinking national championship tournament here. Best part is they've yet to play their really best ball. I have a top 10 team getting points against an LSU team that was no match for top 10 Tennessee, not that long ago, two weeks ago. Love Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin here. Give me uh, LSU lane two and a half. Pick number uh, five, TCU lane three and a half versus Kansas State. What am I missing here? TCU is undefeated with wins over Oklahoma and Kansas. They're at home. No reason to think that they can't take care of Kansas State. When's the last time Kansas State quarterback Adrian Martinez won a big game? Go ahead, ask Nebraska fans. This guy choked every single time. TCU not only undefeated, but also 4 1 1 against the spread this season. And they got a triple revenge spot here as they lost the last three times to Kansas State. Love TCU laying only 3.5 at home. Uh, give me Kansas State plus the 3.5. Pick number six, Oregon State Lane, 23.5 versus Colorado. Ah, the Buffaloes came through for us last week in the coaches' fired system, winning outright as double-digit dogs. But back to reality this week. Colorado is still one of, if not the worst team in college football. One in five, losing every game by at least 23 points. They couldn't compete with Topeka High, never mind a Beavers team that's 5 and 2 and can actually clinch bowl eligibility with a victory this week at home. They're going to pound Colorado. Yeah, give me Colorado plus 23 and a half. Final pick, pick number 7, Mississippi State plus 21 and Alabama. Uh, You know what, folks? Uh, This uh, segment is about making money, not friends, not to be insensitive, but there is no better betting system in the world than the one that is in play here. Sad news out of Mississippi State. Walk-on player shockingly died this week. What, 19 years old? There is nothing in the world that inspires kids like getting news like that. Uh, Again, not to be insensitive, but this is about making money. And if they're going to play a game, uh, we need to bet on it. If we have a great system, love, 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 love Mississippi State uh, with the death system in play. Uh, Give me Alabama minus the 21. Opposite picks, seven-pack, all college football tomorrow, SMU plus three and a half. Louisiana Monroe plus six and a half. Notre Dame laying 27. LSU minus two and a half against Ole Miss. Kansas State plus three and a half at TCU. Colorado plus 23 and a half against Oregon State. And uh, give me Alabama laying to 21 against Mississippi State. Opposite picks for a uh, really Saturday, but for a Friday, October 21st. Good luck, folks. And there you go. We'll post those uh, on the front page of the uh, website, as we always do. In fact, it's already there with that one. All right, a lot to get to here. We got our NFL trends, our college football trends. I was hoping to take some phone calls. I know a few guys have called up. Sorry about that. Yet Fridays are really hectic. They're really crazy, especially with the postseason with baseball. Uh, so, unfortunately, I won't be able to do that. But uh, you want to call later on tonight, you're more than welcome. Love taking phone calls uh, with in sports tonight between 7 and 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. All right, so let's get back to uh, our uh, our stuff here. Uh, we got the trends coming up. Let's go with our open parlay, shall we? We hit last night leg number two. Uh, we're going to do the unconventional open parlay. We used Matt Kuchuk shots on goal on Wednesday, winner, 56 bucks. We used Vincent Trocheck last night. Ranger shots on goal winner for $156. So we're up to $312 heading into leg number three. Where are we going to go tonight? You know what? Uh, I don't like the hockey slate. Don't like the NBA slate. I do, but I just can't pick one. Uh, don't trust the Phillies. So you know where we're going to go? We're going to go over Ranger Suarez yep over three and a half three hundred and twelve dollars to win 205 with the vig at minus 152 right now to win uh 312 dollars to win 205 over three and a half strikeouts 16 and one right what do we say 15 and one 15 and one his last 16 starts getting four strikeouts I mean This guy really should, right? Uh, I know they're coming off an off day, bullpen's in play, but he's been pretty good down the stretch, to tell you the truth. So, you know what? Let's see. Let's hope. Keep your fingers crossed he gets four. Why not? So $312 to win 205 and if we hit that, then uh, we'll roll it over, and then we'll do the fourth play on Monday. I I, I won't do it over the weekend uh, just because I kind of like do it during we do the radio shows, so I'll hold off on that. All right, our other open parlays. Uh, We're going to bet against the Chicago Blackhawks. We told you this year, right? We're going to bet against them every single time. We're going to have a separate one, and we're just going to hope that they lose six in a row. They lost six in a row like four or five times last year, so you know they're bound to do it again this year. They stink. So right back uh, against the Hawks. We're 0-2, full unit. We're minus 200. So we're going to go with the Red Wings, minus 113 at Chicago, $100 to win 88. We have our third open parlay. We won last night with Montreal. This is the one where we're gonna bet against San Jose and Arizona. Pick one if they're both playing last night. We got lucky last night, both were. We chose Arizona. They got crushed by Montreal while San Jose was beating the Rangers. So uh, we we, uh, we saved ourselves. So we won $61 with uh, laying uh, a buck, uh, 164. So we're gonna take that uh, $61. We add it to the original 100 that we're willing to risk. And we're gonna put it on the Ottawa Senators tonight uh, against the. Uh, check that. No, they're they're off tonight. Both teams are off tonight. We're gonna to put that on Ottawa on Saturday. So just so you know, uh, San Jose and Arizona both off tonight. We're gonna to put 161 bucks on Ottawa. I'm guessing they're gonna be about a minus 150, 160, 170, whatever they are. Uh, I don't care if it's even two to one, and it might be two to one because Arizona's so bad. Uh, we'll put it all on uh, on Ottawa, 161 dollars on the money line, not laying a goal and a half. Uh, our underdog open parlay last night we lost with uh, Carolina pick them so scratch that uh, we're now uh o and seventy eight uh good for minus two thousand six hundred and now seventy five bucks I think we'll hold off on that one we got two going tonight we got the Rangers Suarez we got the Blackhawks so why don't we just uh I didn't really necessarily see any underdog uh, on the NBA slate? I'm sure we could pick one out but we'll we'll hold off on that we'll just root uh our interest on Suarez and, and the uh, Red Wings. All right, NFL trends. We got college football trends as well. We'll start with the NFL. We got six this week. Uh, Atlanta taking on Cincinnati, getting a touchdown or so. Atlanta, the only undefeated against the spread team this year. Perfect 6-0. and Not bad. Same game, Cincinnati. And this might be the trend game of the day. Cincinnati on a 10 and 1 under run. Now I will say they their last game did go over, but still it's 10 and 1. Atlanta same game obviously, 7 and 1 under last 8 games. That's a combined 17 and 2. Indy 10 and 1 under heading into the game against Tennessee. Now their game did go over last week and that would stopped this 10 and 0 over streak, but Uh, And you got a relatively low number of 42 points, but we'll go, you know, trend is a trend. So Indy 10 and 1 under. Carolina uh, against Tampa Bay, uh, getting 10. We all know Tampa Bay is a, uh, or Carolina is a mess. Um, I don't know, you know, now that lines up to 13 as a matter of fact, but uh, still laying with Tampa Bay. Carolina 3 and 18 straight up and against the spread last 21 games. 3 and 18, including 1 and 12 their last 13 uh jacksonville against the nfc hosting the giants laying in three oh in 18 2 and 16 against the spread last 18 games against nfc teams and then finally denver and the jets over under 39 and a half denver on a nice 17 and 6 under run college football trends navy versus houston navy 11 and 3 against the spread last 14 as an underdog they're getting points at home Rutgers laying points against Indiana. The Hoosiers, 1-8 against the spread last nine road games. Baylor laying points against Kansas. I know Kansas had a phenomenal year, right? And they actually are undefeated against the spread themselves. But Baylor, a perfect 10-0 straight up and against the spread last 10 meetings versus Kansas. They have beaten a snot out of the Jayhawks. Eastern Michigan getting points four or so against Ball State. Eastern Michigan, 17-1-1 against the spread as Conference Road underdogs. Wow. I gave you the UNLV, 13-1 against the spread, uh, non-Conference Road dogs. How about over Rice, Louisiana Tech? Rice, 9-1 over. La Tech, 9-1 over. That's your college football trend game of the week. Both 9-1 over last 10. And then uh, Wake Forest laying big odds at BC. BC three and ten against the spread last thirteen games, including one and seven last eight. All right, there you go. I got a couple of more. Uh, I'll give you those when we come back from uh, the break, and uh, we'll wrap up shop with a couple little tidbits as well. Opposite picks right here on a Friday Sports Grid Radio. All right, welcome back right here on uh, Sports Grid Radio. Wrapping up shop for another uh, spectacular week. Uh, I'll give you two more college football trends. Tulane taking on Memphis. Uh, slight favorite Tulane, 8-1 and one against the spread of their last nine games. And Liberty grabbing seven against BYU. Liberty 8-1 and one against the spread as an underdog. And BYU just 1-7 and seven against the spread their last eight road games. So a nice little combination there. And then, of course, we got the uh, the death system with the Mississippi State getting three touchdowns against Alabama. So got all our NFL trends. We got our college football trends. I'll uh, post those on the respective pages, again, on the website. How about a couple little tidbits here? Uh, Lakers uh, last night lose to the Clippers by six. They don't cover this spread. LeBron held to 20 points. Russell Westbrook, as uh, listener Jeff points out, 0 for 11 from the field. Shot. <laughs> he didn't hit a shot. Wow. This team has got disaster. I wasn't sure. Uh, you know, there are smarter people that said absolutely this team was going to stink. Uh, I-, I wasn't sure. But, again, when they lost that game, the way they lost to Golden State, not even being competitive the other night, when they had to watch the Warriors posted a championship banner and they didn't have any inspiration no fight in them whatsoever lost that game from start to finish I am it didn't take much for me to get off the Lakers bandwagon I am going to be betting against them every single time Westbrook listen I like him as a player was off the field and it's not exactly through with but he clearly looks like he is done clearly looks like he is done wow and, and they're paying him about 50 million dollars Uh, Baseball: The uh, Blue Jays reached an agreement on a three-year deal with John Schneider, become the team's full-time manager. Remember, he took over for Charlie Montoya, who was fired after uh, they started off slowly, 46-42, finishes up uh, 22 games over 500. So nice job. That's well-deserved. And then the four-letter network reports, Pistons assistant GM Rod Murphy has been placed on organizational leave following an investigation into allegations of workplace misconduct against Murphy. Wow. It apparently involves a female employee, former female employee. Boy, that stuff never goes away. Football full circle coming up next. We'll talk to you later on tonight here on Sports Grid Radio.